Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, welcome to Darty's Disciple. As always, I'm Justin. And, well, Carolina stopped their losing streak today. Yes, so Carolina playing one of the top teams in the ACC, Clemson, in Chapel Hill. Carolina needs a win very badly, and they actually delivered with a big win, 91-71 to over Clemson. Carolina now 16-9, and uh, Clemson 18-7, and and... Is this the kind of Carolina team that we expected to see all year? I mean, I think so. I think this is the team that we expected them to be the whole season. This is the team that we expected them to be night in and night out, and they obviously have not delivered pretty much hardly at all this whole season have they delivered, but they did in this game. Caleb Love finally gets hot from three. I think we've all been waiting on that. Baycott with another double-double, as always. Man, this was just a game. I mean, Carolina was up by nine at halftime. You know, they ended up winning by 20, so they actually outscored them in the second half as well. Basically put together two good halves. Had 49 points in the second half. That's two straight huge second half games, or two straight games with big second halves. And you gotta like it, man. You gotta like you gotta like what you saw from this team. You gotta say, hey, maybe we're about to turn the corner. Maybe. You know, maybe we're going to hit this stretch run here where we need to basically lose maybe only one or two more games. Maybe we're going to start playing like the team that we all think we can be. Maybe we're going to do what we did last year, which is go on a big run before the tournament and then maybe continue the run. Maybe these guys are finally going to start living up to their potential. I mean, Carolina shot 47% from the field on the game. Uh, Clemson did shoot 45%. So, you know... That was pretty close. But Carolina, 15 of 33 from three, that's huge. I mean, that's a lot of threes. Carolina should never be shooting that many threes, especially with this team. But when you're hot, <clears throat> when you're hot, you're hot. You might as well let them shoot. Uh, it's not often that this team gets hot from three. Actually, it's hardly ever. I think this is the first time all season, really. Carolina with another good 
free throw shooting game, 12 of 15. Carolina won the rebounding battle by three. Carolina with 11 offensive rebounds. Carolina with 17 assists on 32 made shots. That's over 50%. That's really good. I'm seeing no bad stats in this game. Carolina with four steals, only one block. I guess that could be a problem. But then again, you don't really have any big-time shot blockers on this team. So, honestly, I've been surprised how many blocks they've had on the season, really. Uh, Carolina with only seven turnovers. They forced 13 turnovers. No bad stats from this game. This was a huge game. This is the way we wanted them to respond after the wake loss, especially considering that I think even from here, I think it's a miracle if they make the tournament. But winning this game and winning this game like this still gives them a chance, still gives them a very good chance, actually, if you think about it, because if they can win the games that they're supposed to win from here, then I think they're in the tournament, which is crazy to think. I still, I don't think they win the games they're supposed to win. I still think they're going to lose a game that they probably shouldn't lose or lose a game, you know, that's kind of 50-50. But, yeah, I mean, in this game you had a couple of the walk-ons play. I mean, Bo May finally gets to play. Uh, Dewey Ferris gets to play. Uh, Watkins gets to play. Landry gets to play. Lebo gets to play. None of those guys had any points or anything, uh, but they all did get to play, so that's huge. Puff Johnson with a pretty solid game, 18 minutes, 2 of 4 from 3 for 8 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. I still don't understand why he's not starting. I still don't get why Puff is not our starting power forward or starting small forward, maybe with Leakey as the power forward. I just don't get it. Puff has shown that he's a great player. Puff has shown that he's – Kind of like got the, uh, you know, he's kind of got the heart and soul that this team kind of misses because you look at it, this team doesn't really play with any fire. It's very reminiscent of the 2012 team, even though the 2012 team was way better than this team, way more talented. I'm talking about the team with Marshall and Henson and Zeller and Barnes. Great team. Great freaking team. That team could have won the title if Marshall doesn't get hurt. But that team really played with no fire, no desire. Like if that game, you know, became a slugfest or if the game, you know, became kind of close, you know, they weren't necessarily supposed to win. They weren't necessarily going to fight it out for the win, but they were so talented. That team could wake up and score 90 points. That team played great defense. This team is not like that, but they play with the same fire and passion, which is zero. Um Washington got eight minutes, which was nice to see. Four points, 0-1 from three. Still waiting for him to hit one of these three-pointers. You watch him in practice, he can hit them pretty good. Uh, watch him in warm-ups, he hits them pretty good. He, he's got a nice stroke, nice form. They're just not going in. Maybe he's rushing them. Maybe it's the fact that he just doesn't get enough playing time to really get into a rhythm. I still don't understand why he's not playing more. Eight minutes is not enough, especially in a game where you win by 20 and you're up by 25 at one point. Why does Washington not have 10-plus minutes in this game? This makes no sense. Still not 100% sure Hubert knows what he's doing, but at the same time, maybe Hubert does know what he's doing, and maybe it's the fact that his starters just don't want to sit down and, you know, he doesn't want to piss them off. Maybe Love, maybe Baycott, you know, Nance, too, even, you know, they just don't want to sit down. They just don't want to be on the bench. I could see that. I'm really ready to see what Hubert does when he has a team – of players of his own and players that aren't these players, these starting four, basically. Um, McCoy had two minutes, had six points. Um, 
you know, good for him. You know, yeah, good for him. I mean, he's he's basically a walk on at this point. I think after the uh, <clears throat> what was it the uh, the Virginia game, I think his his season was pretty much over after that game. The way not only just the way he played in that game, but the way he acted in that game, where he was kind of yelling at teammates and kind of like acting like he was kind of in charge. And it's like, dude, you're a a bench player who barely plays when you do get chances, you don't look good. And now you're trying to act like you're not the one in the wrong. So yeah, I mean, good for him to get some playing time though. Tyler nickel with only four minutes had two points. Again, why does nickel not play more in a game like this in a game where you're up by 25 at one point, the game was never really close in the second half, you know, why do you not let Nickel get in there? Especially everybody wants to sit in threes in this game. Everybody's shooting good from three. Why not put Nickel in there and see if some of that, you know, good shooting can be contagious for Nickel? Because Nickel, again, great shooter. You can tell he's a great shooter. Hasn't been shooting well this year. And it kind of reminds me of Kenny Williams, his freshman year, you know, where it was like, hey, this dude's supposed to be a shooter. When's he finally going to make one? And it's like maybe he just doesn't get the playing time. Maybe he doesn't get, you know, drawn up for plays. Maybe it, he's afraid to shoot because he knows if he misses one, he's going to be benched. So there's no reason for Nickel not to get more minutes. And that brings us to our next guy, Trimble, six minutes, one assist. Again, why is he not why is he not playing more? Why why do you win a game by 20 points and the bench barely plays? I don't I don't understand. Maybe you know, I get this is a kind of a big game because, you know, we suck and we need to win basically every game. So every game's big now. So you kind of want to rely on your best players. You kind of want to rely on your starters. But still, if you're about 25 at some point, why do the bench players not play? Why are they not getting some run on the court? You know, you wonder why they kind of struggle <clears throat> in pressure situations, why they kind of struggle – when they are on the court, it's because they've never really played. And this has been a weird year. You've had a very tough schedule, honestly. Like, this has been a tough schedule. You figured Carolina would win some of these tough games. They have not. But you still look at it and you go, this is a tough schedule, bad scheduling on Hubert's part. I get that he wants to play in New York, so, you know, they had to play up there. I get that, you know, the PK tournament, you know, and then you want to play the Charlotte tournament because it's Jordan, but – Man, at some point you got to look at your team and go, "Hey, this schedule's a little too tough, man." You know, like there's a reason why teams schedule cupcakes, and Carolina's even Carolina's cupcakes weren't really that bad. Like James Madison will probably be in the tournament. Uh, Charleston, they were a top. I think they got to the top twenty-five at one point. I know they were receiving votes for a few weeks. You know, so really Carolina might have had one or two easy games. Even you know the first round of the PK eighty-five or whatever. You know they played in Portland against Portland. Portland has proven that they are not a bad team this year. So it's like maybe next year, Hubert, maybe schedule a couple easier games, man, where you can play these bench guys, where you can play these young guys, let them get some play in time. Because honestly, it's looking more and more like a lot of these starters might come back. It's looking more and more like Love and Davis might come back. Hell, I've been saying for a few weeks now, I think Baycott comes back. He's got that COVID year that he can use. Why wouldn't he come back and use it? I don't think he's going to get drafted. I'll say again, I think the only player in the starting lineup that has NBA potential is Leaky Black. I think Jalen Washington will probably make the NBA at some point. I think Nickel maybe could as well. Um, <clears throat> I don't think Trimble will, even though I think Trimble will be a great college point guard. 
when he finally gets to start. Um, brings us to our next um, – we got two other bench players that played. We got uh, DeMarco Dunn, 10 minutes, five points, three re- – or three assists, sorry. One and one from three. Solid, solid bench player, man. Solid player. He gives you exactly what you need, which is some hustle. You know, he's not going to, you know, really make – I mean, he's going to make a couple mistakes, actually. But he's not really going to do anything spectacular on offense either. But you don't feel like the game gets worse with him in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't feel like it's a big drop-off from Leaky Black to DeMarco Dunn or from Caleb Love to DeMarco Dunn or from – you know, R.J. Davis to DeMarco, whoever he comes in for, you don't think it's that far of a drop-off, which I think says more about your <clears> – <throat> I think that says more about your starters than it does about Dunn. Because I feel like Dunn is the kind of guy there's supposed to be a drop-off from the starters to him. But there's just not on this team. There's just really not. And it really makes you wonder how he didn't play last year. But another solid game from Dunn, 10 minutes – I'm okay with him only getting 10 minutes, honestly. I'm okay with that. And then you had Styles getting six minutes, um, 0 or 3 from the field with one rebound. I'm almost surprised when he plays now. Like, I almost get shocked whenever I see him enter a game, especially getting minutes like that. And it's like I really can't tell, is he that bad or is it just because he never plays that he looks bad? Because I think he's got potential, man. Like, honestly, like I think – like, I hope he stays on this team. I hope he does not leave after this year and transfer somewhere where he can probably get more play in time and maybe be on a better team also. You know, I hope he sticks around because I think he's got potential. I think he could kind of be like a David Noel type who, you know, showed you some flashes. You know, Noel didn't really do much his first two years. But then, you know, his third year they won the title and he played, you know, played really good. And his, his senior year he started and, you know, really helped that team, really led that team. I think Styles has that same kind of I see I see kind of the same player. I see kind of not as athletic maybe, but I think he could be that guy, you know, maybe if he gets to be able to start, he can put up 10 points maybe, you know, and have some good stat lines where he has like 10 rebounds some games and has like five assists some games, some games with a couple of threes, maybe have a crazy dunk at some point. I just feel like he's got potential and honestly I, I'd like to see him get some playing time, but I'm afraid that that playing time is going to be somewhere else. I'm afraid that playing time is going to be for a different team next year. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if whatever team he does go to, he becomes a name, he becomes a a figure. And we kind of look at it and go, damn, what the hell? Like <clears throat> you look at the transfers this year that we had, Kerwin Walton hasn't really done anything. Um, Anthony Harris still hasn't even played. Um, Dawson Garcia is uh you know whatever honestly the the best player that has left carolina in the last couple of years and gone somewhere and done well even though it's at a very small school is andrew playtech surprisingly i mean apparently that dude now is the shooter that we all thought he was crazy still to me that he started games at carolina though like that's just crazy um let's get to the starters you had uh pete nance only playing 19 minutes <clears throat> and zero points 0 of 7 from the field, 5 rebounds, 0 of 3 from 3. Is the dude's back still hurt? Is he just out of rhythm? Or does he just really suck? I'm not really sure. And honestly, the more he plays like this, the more it makes me go, maybe he just really sucks. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he's not a power four. He should be a center. 
But it's like, dude, you don't really play great defense. Now you're not really making shots. You don't really make the best passes either. It's like what, like maybe he does just suck. Maybe Pete Nance sucks, and it <clears throat> drives me crazy. Drives every Carolina fan crazy that he's still starting. Makes no sense, no sense at all. It's just wild. It's crazy. It, it's whatever. Hubert, please, for the love of God, just take him out of the starting lineup one game. Let him be a bench player for one game, and just see what happens, man. Let's just see what happens. How how much worse can the season get? Uh, R.J. Davis with kind of a bounce-back game. You know, he struggled since the Syracuse game when he got his head knocked off and his finger dislocated on a shooting hand. But he played 30 minutes, 17 points, 4 of 10 from 3, 2 rebounds, 4 assists. Not a bad game. Not a bad game. Uh, took a lot of shots. You know, probably don't need 10 three-pointers from R.J. Davis. But to see him make some is huge because, as I've said, you could literally – Every bad game that Carolina has played this year, it's almost been because R.J. Davis plays bad. R.J. Davis, to me, is kind of like, you know, when we had Joel Berry, it was like if Berry was scoring, you know, if Berry gets to like 20 points, Carolina was almost guaranteed to win. I feel like that's the same thing with R.J. Davis. If he can get to like 20 points, I think Carolina wins. If he gets to like 15 points, I think Carolina can win. I think if he's held below 10 points, Carolina's probably not winning. So we need R.J. Davis to score. So I'm fine with him shooting 10 in this game, especially with Carolina having a big lead and, you know, him trying to get into the rhythm. So 4 of 10, that's good. That's 40%, dude. Shoot 40% every game, and Carolina is dangerous. I love it. Um, Baycott, 31 minutes, 19 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, Basically, Baycott has proven whether or not Carolina has proven anything this year, which they have not. Baycott, I think, has proven that he is the best big man in the conference, which is insane to me because uh, I still – you put him – is he even top 10 in Carolina history in top big men? Like, rebounding-wise, mm, maybe. But just overall as a big man, like, you're going to take Hansborough over him. You're going to take Sam Perkins over him. You're probably taking Sean May over him. You're probably taking – Rashid Wallace over him. You're probably taking Brad Doherty over him. You're probably taking Antoine Jameson over him. You're going to take, uh, what, maybe Tyler Zeller over him. But, hey, 19 and 11, he keeps putting up these stats. That's great. Carolina needs that. Carolina needs him, you know, to be a consistent 8 of 11 from the field also. This is a perfect game from Baycott. This is the game that Carolina needs from Baycott. So you got the game you needed from Davis. You got the game you needed from Baycott, which is – why Carolina won and why they won convincingly. Leaky Black with 31 minutes, 7.7 rebounds, 2 assists, only 3 of 5 from the field. Honestly, Leaky Black, just do that every game. Like, can we just put up, you know, can we just make that your stat line every game? Like, I mean, seriously. But it looks like Leaky, Leaky really helps the team. It's like, I don't think he, I don't think he can be blamed for the losses. But at the same time, <clears throat> I don't really – I think maybe he can get some credit for the wins, actually. He, You know, because it just seems like he does a lot right. And you'd really like to see what Leakey could do if he had better teammates around him. And that's why I think he has NBA potential because I feel like if you put Leakey on a team with – let's just say you put him on a team with two NBA All-Stars, all right? 
or what we thought he was going to have here, two McDonald or two, um, you know, all Americans. What kind of stat lines could Leaky be putting up? I think he'd have more assists. I think he'd get more points, actually. I think he'd get more rebounds, maybe. I just feel like everything in his game would go up if he played. He needs better players. He's not a guy that can carry a team. But I think if you give him two solid players on a team, you know, and put him on the court with them, I think Leaky Black is a really good player. That's insane that I just said that. I'm sorry. I'll move on now to Caleb Love. 34 minutes. Of course he plays the most. Uh, 23 points, 7 of 12 from the field, 4 assists, 6 of 9 from 3. Ties his career high with 6 threes. <clears throat> this was nice to see. This is, I think, the Caleb Love that, honestly, I think we expected him to have games like this all year. You know, he doesn't score 20 points often, which is insane. It's insane to me that people talk about him being an All-American. People talk about him being an NBA player. And really, he hasn't scored 20 points very often. It baffles me. But this is the game that you need from Caleb Love every once in a while. 23 points, 6 and 9. Obviously, maybe you don't really want him shooting that many threes. But, hey, when he's making them, he's making them. And this is the first time all year I feel like he's been making them at this rate. Maybe it gets him going. Maybe it, Maybe this is the turnaround. Maybe this is the point in the season where Carolina finally gets it together. But Caleb Love, I mean, you know, he he helped. He helped he helped Carolina with a 20-point win today. So Carolina with a huge win over Clemson by 20 to improve to 16 and 9. Next up for Carolina, they play uh, Miami, also at home. Miami is a top 15 team. Man, it's I want to say it might be okay if Carolina loses this game. But I think Carolina really needs to win this game just because it's at home, even though it is against a ranked team. I think Carolina needs to win just because it's at home. If they lose that game, the season might be over just because if you look at the rest of their schedule, it's going to be hard for them to win out. I think if Carolina loses to Miami, they almost have to win out to make the tournament, and I don't see that really happening. So big game coming up at home against Miami. We'll see what happens, but for now, Carolina, maybe they're going to start another 56-game winning streak at home against Clemson or whatever it ended up being. I don't even – was it 56? I don't even know what it ended up being. But Clemson still can't win in Carolina. So that's always a – you know, one time in history. That's, you know – and we kind of – we like to forget about that year anyways. We – you know, we let's forget that year even existed. So – which honestly might be how we feel after this season too. But Carolina beats Clemson by 20. For Darius Disciple, I'm Justin, and I'll check you later. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.